Mike Clark asked a great question in a recent blog post. He asked, how do you test your controllers? Specifically, the create action of your controller. And this action is pretty tricky to test because it has two paths of execution, whether or not the item gets saved successfully. So you need to test both paths and the behavior of each. Now, Mike Clark presented some great techniques on solving this uh, issue with testing, but my technique's a little bit different. So I'm going to respond to his question in this uh, screencast. So let's put this code in this little project here. So it's the same code Mike presented, and we have our items controller where we create a new menu item. And if it saves successfully, then it renders the new items URL, it go, redirects to that, or it just renders the new template if it doesn't save successfully. Pretty standard stuff, so let's go into testing it. Now for testing, I prefer the RSpec library, so that's what I'm going to be using in this episode. Now as you can see, I just have some basic pending examples here, so we need to fill those in. But first I want to set up a little bit of configuration. Now RSpec, uh, the convention is to only test the controller code. Test the controllers in isolation. So that means you stub out your models and you you uh, you don't render your view template. But I prefer to treat uh, controller specs more as functional tests where it does actually parse the view and parse the model code just so it gets more coverage. And I find this uh, works a lot better for me and is less work for the, uh, the tests. So in order to do that, I'm going to call integrate views at the top of this controller here. What this also means is that um, I prefer to not test my views extensively. And this is a great way to make sure that all the views code gets executed so it does find any obvious errors where, and I still have the option to test uh, some view code if I need to. And because I am loading up the views, I want to fill the views with data. And to do that, I prefer to load the fixtures. Now I try to stay with fi away from fixtures in the model layer of the tests, but the controller layer, I find it works very well. And the reason is, is that I don't depend much on the data inside of the fixtures. I just depend on that there's a record with an ID of one and that all the fixtures are valid data. If you find yourself depending on the data inside of the content, the content inside of the fixtures, then it makes your controllers kind of controller tests kind of brittle and um, easy to break by changing the fixtures. But fixtures aren't really necessary in this example, but I just wanted to, to throw that out there. So I need to uh, fill in these two examples, one for testing a successful save. And so let me do that. I need to uh, call a create action. Now I need to somehow make sure that the model saves successfully. So I could try to pass valid parameters, but then what if I want to change the menu item validation handling and then it breaks this controller. So that's not very good. So to do that, I'm going to stub out the valid method in my model. And um, mock, uh, RSpec does come with its own mocking and stubbing library, but I've had issues with it. So I'm going to use Mocha. Just install the Mocha gem and add this line to your spec helper uh, method. And then it will use Mocha for the stubbing and mocking. So to do that, I'm going to call menu item and Mocha has this great little method called any instance. So that means I don't have to worry about um, passing a menu item object to the controller to stub out. I could just stub any instance and stub out the valid method and 
have it return true. Now notice I'm not stubbing out the save method like, like most do, and that's because I prefer to stub out at a lower level. That keeps the, uh, the test very flexible and the controller code very flexible, so I can refactor code without actually breaking the test as long as the behavior stays the same. And so I need to make sure there's a flash notice. And I need to make sure that it redirects. So I should redirect to uh, the menu items path. All right, let's test that out. Let's run auto spec in the background, auto, auto test in the background. And that one example passes and we still have our, our pending example right here, which will be basically the same code, just kind of reversed. So let's copy that. If it returns false for the validation, we want it to not have a flash and we want it to render a template instead. Render the new template. And so that's basically it. Let's check our examples and they're both passing. So that wasn't too painful and these are very simple examples, but what's kind of tricky here is that um, they don't have very good coverage. But if you run rspec or something, uh, rcov or something like that, then it will look like it, it does have good coverage because it is executing all the code in this create action. But the problem is uh, you have to ask yourself, can I actually break this code while still keeping my test passing? And if you can, then that means your tests don't have good enough coverage. So let's try to break this code without breaking our tests. And one thing I can do is I can just call valid right here without actually calling save. So the model never gets saved because I never check that in the, the test and the tests still pass. So basically this means that I need to um, make sure that the model is uh, saved properly. So to do that, I'm going to use assigns to fetch our menu item instance. And it should, um, it should be a new record when it doesn't save successfully. When it does, it should not be a new record. So let's try adding that and we should get a failing example. And we do because we change this to valid and not save. So basically, I was able to break this code, the implementation, without actually breaking the test, and that means uh, we need to fix our, our test to have better coverage. One more thing I could do to break it is I can remove these parameters because I'm not actually checking if the parameters are being passed properly. So let's try that, and, and our tests still pass. So this is obviously breaking this code, so to solve this problem, we need to make sure our parameters are being passed to the, the uh, menu item model. I'm going to put this in a separate spec because it, uh, the other ones are getting cluttered. It should uh, pass params to the menu item. Let's do a plus create again. Our menu item code. Name, let's just pass that. And then the we'll do assigns again. And we want the name, it should equal plane. There we go. 
Let's test this and it should break. So it breaks because we broke our implementation code over here. And to get it back working again, we can make sure to pass our parameters to our new menu item. And now it's working. So that's a good exercise to make sure you're, you have good coverage. And it looks like I do now. Um, I can't think of anything else that it can break. Now another question to ask yourself is, can I change how the implementation code works without changing the behavior and uh, not break any tests? So basically, let's say I want to um, change the order of things happen or something. Let's say, for example, I want to call create on the menu item directly and call new record here. I have to pass and not sign there. So this leads to the exact same behavior but um, just a little bit differently in how it's handled in the implementation. And so that means we don't want our test to break when we do this. So it's important to keep your test flexible, uh, keep your code flexible when using a test, which is why I prefer to mock at a lower level or stub at a lower level. And our tests still pass, so that's good. And um, that's pretty much it as far as adding uh, specs to this create action. And a couple things I want to mention is that notice I'm using a stubbing here instead of mocking. I prefer to always use stubbing as the initial um, thing to use because I'm usually just trying to alter the behavior of a, of a method. Now mocking is, adds um, a dependency which usually makes the implementation of the controller code or whatever you're using uh, more, more rigid and makes your tests easier to break. So I prefer to use stubbing initially, and then if I do need to make sure that method is called, I'll use mocking. And another thing I want to mention is that I'm doing multiple assertions in one example here, one test. And that's not really best practice, but the reason I'm doing that is for performance reasons, because the um, doing a new request on a controller is kind of an expensive action, and especially since I'm using fixtures, um, then it it's much better to just call it as less frequently as possible for performance reasons to keep your tests um, speedy. But in my model specs, I do prefer to have one assertion uh, per example. Another thing I want to mention is that in your fixtures here, I'm calling just menu items, but if you are using edge rails, you can call fixtures all so that all fixtures are loaded. And that's what I prefer to do, but that's only in edge rails or rails 2.0 when that comes out. And that's uh, pretty much it as far as testing your controllers. I hope you found this useful. Hey, do me a favor and check out our sponsor, peepcode.com. They make excellent Ruby on Rails screencasts, so it should be right up your alley.